Welcome to Becoming Soul, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Better Call Soul on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going? I'm doing well, thanks. Good. Uh, this is for Season 6, Episode 11, Breaking Bad. Uh, what did you think of this episode? Uh, it's an interesting one. I mean, you know... Um... You've got a whole mix of things. You've got you started off with some gene stuff, which I was a little surprised by. I thought we'd be straight back into the uh, the sort of you know current soul storyline, and they ended up actually jumping a bit around with that. Um, so we're sort of we're, we're back in Gene world, and you know we've we got Walton Jesse, and uh, yeah, it, it was it was interesting mix of stuff considering we're so close to the end uh, you know because we haven't really been back to that main story for two episodes now mm. yeah um because even when we went back with this it was jumping into the sort of more the breaking bad timeline than it was jumping into the the um current you know what's going on with soul post sort of kim saying she's leaving um so yeah it i mean it it's a, it, it was an interesting one to to drop in here how many more episodes have we got two two yeah 12 and 13 yeah so yeah we've got two episodes left i i mean presumably next episode we're going to end up going back to to finish off the main story um but yeah it, it's it's sort of interesting how they've mixed this together i was just a little surprised i enjoyed it though i mean it was it was always nice to see uh walton jesse back um but yeah it's uh, yeah it was it was an interesting one this week hmm definitely definitely um yeah i'd really really enjoyed this episode a lot um it's really getting to that obviously end game stage and you realize there's like only a couple of episodes left and what could they do? Where could things go? Which is amazing we've got to this point for a prequel. Because we know where sort of the two versions of Jimmy and Soul end up. But we don't know where Gene ends up. We don't know what happens with Kim. Um, we don't even really know what happens with Francesca, do we? Um, I don't think. But we we know about like no. you know where, where the, the White family end up. Walter White's family ends up. There's a bit of a mention of them in this episode. But... My my main this isn't a complaint. It's a general just sort of question. Is okay. So you're going. You're continuing forward with this Gene storyline. I'm really really enjoying it. Uh, the mentions of Kim is really kind of like exciting and everything. When you go back to um, the uh, Soul storyline, like post him breaking up with Kim, what does that actually look like now that she's left? And I'm very curious about that. And that's even interesting as well because that again is in a time period where we sort of know what happens to Soul, but we don't know like, okay, that night when they broke up um, and up to now with Gene, so on the phone trying to, whatever that scene was about him trying to talk to Kim, has he seen her since then? What has he done since then? Obviously we've had like, uh, certain flash forwards and stuff and we've had the whole of Breaking Bad in that point which Kim wasn't there I'm just, re- I'm just very curious to see like okay we've had mentions of Kim in this episode but where is she gonna or is she gonna pop up next where is she gonna pop up next 
But given how even... Because what they're, what they're trying to do with Better Call Saul and with things like El Camino is really go back and think. Because Breaking Bad, if if you watch just Breaking Bad, you still get you know a phenomenal television show which wraps up Walter White's story. But you do kind of get the sort of like, okay, you, you know where you know that Jesse ends up basically running off uh, or driving off, and Saul ends up somewhere. But this this is really kind of like cleaning up and picking up those those pieces that were not mm-hmm. really left behind because Breaking Bad is, doesn't end on a cliffhanger; it ends on a definitive note. But that's more Walter White's story, and this is more because you sort of have like that was Walter White's story or Heisenberg's story. El Camino was finishing off Jesse, and this is finishing off well Jimmy still uh, slash Kim slash you know Francesca. Um, so how does all that kind of add up? And the fact that we still don't know that with two episodes to go is quite exciting. Um, because if you were to ask me, I still have no idea. Like, so so from 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 the breakup scene onwards, whether it's Jean or uh, Soul or whatever, I have no idea where Kim fits into that story, which is which is exciting. Um, but given how the show's gone back to even like smaller characters like Nacho's dad and stuff, and kind of given little pieces to those endpoints. Um, I'd be surprised if we got nothing from Kim, and I think the phone call scene, um, is a tease of like, I don't know, yeah, some, something to do with her. We, we have we have no idea. I, I was really trying to guess as like, okay, what's being said, trying to judge Jean's reaction, and I have no idea what what happened in that scene. But I feel like I'm mm-hmm. supposed to not have any idea, which is cool. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, but that that. That me not knowing and me sort of like oh what's what's he saying what's he what's his reaction is really exciting as to we have no idea where Kim yes, is what, at all so yeah well I mean we we sort of she was well the from the call we got that she was working in some shop in Florida I or think might have been, and, yeah. and oh might have been assuming he did manage to connect with her but when he took that call, you know, that angry reaction, was he speaking to her? Was he, was it that, you know, did she give him some bad news? Was she dead? And that's why he reacted. That I mean, there's all sorts of possible things that could have happened. So, yeah, um, hopefully we'll get some resolution. I'm sure we must get some resolution to, to that. Yeah. To find yeah. out what, what that phone call was about. Mm. Let me ask you something. So, from the breakup night to when, let's say, when uh, Soul changes his office, kind of thing, that little gap in in time, do you do you feel like you need more time in that little time period? Um, I don't know. I mean we've had sort of bits of montages and stuff where, yeah there's like bits of with Mike uh, you know he's obviously the you know we saw the sort of bunch yeah and we had we had some clips of him sort of sleeping with hookers and you know the mansion and that sort of side of things so um I don't know I mean that's the thing I mean with Kim gone there is sort of the immediate aftermath of that, but from that point on, Sol is now in that main storyline, is sort of in the place where we need him to be, 
when Breaking Bad starts. Yeah. You know, I mean, there is, there, there is, you know, him probably getting over Kim a bit and maybe being a bit mopey and stuff, but, but he is sort of there already. You know, he's, he's on his own. Kim's out of the picture. Um, the business is sort of taking off. He's still scheming. He's, you know, so he's sort of where he needs to be at this point. So we've got two episodes to play with in that as well as resolving what actually happens to Jean and whether Kim makes a reappearance or whether she's gone for good or, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it it is great the way they've constructed it. Cause as you say, it's a prequel and we still have no idea where it's going to end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, all right, we have a whole recap to get to and housekeeping and other things. So, uh, I'll take a break here for a second and uh, move forward, I suppose. All right, so we are, of course, at the moment sponsored by Manscaped. They sell uh, men's grooming products, which you can go and buy some of them from them. Uh, sell various different things such as uh, razors, shavers, uh, ears and nose, ear and nose head trimmers, uh, different clothes as well, different deodorants, you know, that type of category of stuff. If you want to have a look for yourself on Manscaped's website, have a browse of their products, read the descriptions, have a look at the pictures, some good detailed stuff on there. Uh, you can, of course, uh, you don't need to type in anything either. Uh, you can, of course, click on the link in the show notes for Manscaped uh, and go over to there, have a browser there, different products. They've got, like, different sets of things as well. So if you don't want to just buy individual items, if you want to buy a few things, they've got, like, sets of uh, different uh, kits and things like that if you want to have a look at that as well uh, all very first hand very uh, professionally made and everything like that even the packaging all really really good stuff nothing's going to show up sort of uh, broken or ripped or damaged or anything uh, the items are going to last you a long time because uh, they're very well put together and everything so just uh, top of the line stuff in terms of packaging and the actual products themselves which is very very good uh, but you might be thinking it might cost you a bit of money it will still cost you a bit of money but we've got a good deal with Manscaped at the moment so once you select what you want from Manscaped whether it's to treat yourself or somebody else or both depending on the occasion uh, you can click on the promo code box once you get to that checkout um, area uh, in the checkout thing and type in UK. so that's E-T-A-L-K UK uh, in case you don't want to come back here and try and find where I'm saying the promo code it's written in your show notes as well so you can either copy and paste it from there or whatever you want to do uh, so nice and handy with that so you can copy and paste that put it into the promo code box uh, click apply and you'll get 20% off your order with Manscaped and that nice free shipping as well uh, so that's eTalk UK E-T-A-L-K UK 20% off with Manscaped for Manscaped things uh, thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast and thank you very much for listening Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to Kualu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's Kualu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to Kualu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcasts and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talks previous ad-free podcasts and 
the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned. And it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show. Or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. Thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, did a couple of podcasts yesterday. Uh, one of them was called Top 5 Best YA, so young adult uh, TV shows. So basically the focus there is to look specifically at TV shows uh, with lead characters uh, from ages of about... Well, there's various different sort of ages you could you could kind of do. Uh, but I tried to pick out some shows that are in that particular age group. Uh, so nothing sort of older than you know 25 or 28, like my age, because I'm not a young adult. But... Um, sort of younger than my age or sort of you know the, those those uh older sort of teen years that type of category of thing um so there was a few shows that didn't quite qualify for that as well um because of like some of their lead characters and stuff but i managed to pick five uh, that i would put in the top five for the young adult tv shows uh and then i took a look at what uh, google suggested for uh, young adult tv shows and sort of talked about the ones i have and haven't seen so that was a fun list to do so you can go and check that one out. Uh, Westworld is, of course, still continuing. Me and David are covering that. We're up to Season 4, Episode 6. Uh, so that's for that. There's just two episodes left, just like with this show. This, this Both of them should wrap up around about the same time. Actually, the same week, maybe. Uh, for, but that's for Season 4, Episode 6. And then we've got two episodes left of Westworld, just like we have got with Better Call Saul as well. Um, I did a season one review, spoiler-free review for Halo, and I debuted the new rating system, which is a capital letter or a hard. Uh, maybe I'd, I might call it like a hard skip, because uh, we've got our skip rating, and there's possibly like a hard skip. I'll have to come up with an actual name for it. But uh, skip written in capital letters. Um, we spoke briefly about the show yesterday. You said you enjoyed it. I really, really, really didn't. Uh, you can go and listen to the reasons as to why <laughs> on uh, on that podcast. If you if you do want to watch Halo and uh, see for yourself, it's available on Paramount Plus, even over here in the UK, which is how we watched it. So that's for Halo season one, and I gave that a hard skip rating. Um, women's football has become more of a thing. Uh, again, congratulations to the women's uh, England football team for winning the Euros uh, the weekend. I think it was just gone as well. So really, really good stuff. Um, congratulations to them for doing that. But aside from uh, the women's game and them winning and that being a massive, massive deal, you know, it coming home after since what 1966 was last time I wasn't even around um but uh, it's taken England a long 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 time to win something so they went ahead and did that which was great uh, but also discussions about like where could women's football be covered and news for it and where could the games be shown and you know how many people are interested and how do you get more interest in it but there seems to be a bit of an uptick in uh, at least notice taken of uh, women's football. Uh, so it wasn't just that I talked about as well. It was also uh, kind of my history with football as well. Uh, talking about like my, my childhood with football and how women's football kind of wasn't really... It was there. It just wasn't spoken about when I was a child. So I uh, talked about all of that. And uh, FIFA 
uh, made history is going to make history this year when they come up with FIFA 23 because it's going to have a woman and a man on the cover. So basically, a bit a big discussion topic about like the rise of women's football, which is what that one's called. So good stuff over there. Gaming talk this week. Uh, we talked about Grand Theft Auto 6, which, speaking of women, is apparently going to have a Latina uh, female lead, which sets certain parts of the internet up in flames because you know that is what that is. Uh, we talked about Juventus <laughs> making a return to FIFA 23 this year. They've previously be co- been called Piermont Salco for the last two to three uh, games. Uh, but they got the license back, which is interesting. And we talked about uh, PlayStation Backbone, which is basically a game accessory thing for your phone uh, where you can use remote play. So we discussed if that's a good or bad idea. Talked about all of that. Um, don't skip review for the Umbrella Academy Season 3. That is a, yes, a spoiler-free review for Umbrella Academy Season 3. So I, I enjoyed that season. Uh, Better Call Soul. Uh, we're here for that podcast anyway. Uh, United Cast Preview. May United kick off on Sunday against Brighton. Do we have enough players? Do we have too few players? Um, talked about who joined, who hasn't. The De Jong saga, which is still ongoing. The Ronaldo saga, which is also still ongoing uh how's eric ten Hag done in pre-season all that type of stuff a, a preview podcast for the upcoming 22 to 23 season and of course first game back is going to be brighton on sunday um so there's all that a possible skip review for trek to yomi i also did that's a spoiler free review and i also did a review recently for stray i gave that a don't skip rating review and that is everything we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms let's move on to this recap now that gene has a taste uh, for crime on better call soul he wanted to taste more of it in this week and yes we also checked back in with soul goodman in fact monday's episode begins with a kidnapped soul goodman pleading for mercy in the back of walt and jesse's meth lab we all know this was yeah this was that lab of course this was that van uh meth lab mm-hmm. rv uh we even hear him saying at this point, the iconic line, I suppose, it wasn't me, it was Ignacio. Uh, he's the one, just before the uh, opening credits roll. Uh, let's just stop there for a second. Um, I thought that was great that they included that. Um, it wasn't a yes. di- it, it wasn't a direct sort of like, oh, we're going to cut and show you the exact same scene from, I think that was a season two episode, wasn't it? Because it was called Better Cold Soul. Because um, I remember during our season two rewatch review stuff we we got up to that episode didn't we because we've covered up to season two um so it's kind of cool now that breaking bad's done an episode called better Soul and better Soul's and done, done an episode called breaking bad where you you flip the script around <laughs> yeah. i think that's pretty cool it's pretty good so uh that was great um and what's interesting as well is i suppose by the by the time by the time we had done uh got to doing the rewatch coverage for that better call soul episode of breaking bad um better call soul was already on the air and everything and we'd got to like some interesting like crossover sort of points it was it was quite good but i'm glad that <clears throat> i mean i wouldn't have had a problem necessarily if it would have been like the exact same scene but they did they did it in a way where they it was sort of indicating of like you know which scene this is you know you've all seen you know if you've seen Breaking Bad, you know exactly which scene this is, it's an iconic one, it's from the Better Call Saul episode, and uh, I think they did it in a, it's it's the same scene, but they did it in a different and sort of interesting way. Um, What did you think of seeing uh, this scene again? Uh, Yes, that was the interesting thing, I couldn't quite figure out whether it was just a repeat of of the other um, scene, or whether it it was something entirely 
new. I mean, obviously, I remember the scene from from the main show. I just yeah. I wasn't sure whether that was just them dumping that scene in or whether they they'd redone it in a different way. I, I'd have to go back and check. Mm-hmm. I I think when they did it on Breaking Bad, um, they because sh- Walt and Jesse in this version of the episode in this version of the scene they're not there, but you know that they are. Which I think is yeah. interesting, and it also saves their sort of uh, cameo return reveal. I think um, not that it would have been lazy to put the exact same scene in, but it was almost a sort of like we're going to cut this a bit shorter. You don't need the entire scene. You know exactly what this is. You know exactly what we're showing you, um, and we're going to show you in the, in a bit of a different way. In a way that's also a bit more focused on Soul himself. Um, yeah. As opposed to like, oh, Jesse and Walter are also here. Remember that, but we, right, we, yeah, we yeah. know which one it was. So, and I suppose it's particularly interesting the Ignacio line because now we know what happened to to him. Um, yeah. We had no idea who that was, kind of in in mm-hmm. the main show. So yeah, cool opening, very cool. Um, so that that was actually the uh, cold open. Then we cut back to the black and white post uh, Breaking Bad um, world. So this is the Gene stuff catching up with Souls uh, receptionist Francesca. Uh, she deals with a couple of clueless, clueless stoners in her new role as a part as an apartment manager. Uh, once she's in um, her car, she thinks she's being followed. It's a fair suspicion, uh, but she manages to lose them with a sudden turn, and she passes a bench uh, ad for lawyer Bill Oakley. I kind of remember who that is. Uh, who's now a defense attorney? She drives out to an abandoned gas station in the desert, waiting by the payphone. And then it rings, and we'll talk about that in a second. Um, I don't have too much to say about these two people whose houses she's sort of managing and stuff. Um, it was it was an interesting to get um, a scene focused more on Francesca. I, I feel like, specifically more with Better Call Saul, it's fo- the show's focused a bit more on her, and we've gotten more out of that character, which is, is again kind of the yeah. point of, of this show, is to look at some of the more side characters like we've seen more of Mike we've seen a bit more of Francesca Sol himself is technically a side character of Breaking Bad uh, although becomes a more main character of it all um, we've seen like stuff with Huel and everything um, obviously you've had characters like Lalo and Nacho so um, Francesca's obviously you know, his assistant and everything um, I think that the show doing this and just kind of showing us like what she's up to but not spending like loads of time on it or anything I thought it was quite good to get a bit of a focus on her because uh, she's obviously very, very important to Sol and then obviously you get this whole uh, phone call scene in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was funny when um, she says about like, oh, you know which motion to do for the uh, for, with the with the plunger. I thought that was a, a funny little touch. She's got a little bit of a an interesting comedy side to her. Like sometimes the way she says things back to Sol or how she speaks to him or uh, sometimes when she said things to Kim before. Um, she's got like like sly little sort of comedy side, um, but it's not sort of like yes, it, it's not to the degree because like the the comedic kind of relief of the show has kind of been um, soul in when it was in Breaking Bad more so, uh, well, yeah, and, and and there were funny moments between like Walt and Jesse like when they were uh, having fights with each other or whatever and they'd have you know whatever that would be funny sometimes, but um, adding a bit more comedy to her in a way i thought was good uh but yeah this is a, this is a decent way to sort of flesh her out again you don't need to like go and do a whole francesca show or whatever or anything like that but 
Um, I thought this was quite no, good. No, no, no. Uh, what, what do you think of Francesca's scenes here? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we've got more of her um, going up in an expert as well but yeah it's it's interesting that you know she was very much a sort of minor character in the original show so you know um having a sort of return and and um get a bit more of a role this time around that's that's been quite good yeah yeah so i've enjoyed that uh so as i said the phone rings it's jean who wants an update but first francesca insists on collecting what she's been uh what she was promised an envelope stuffed with um cash hidden nearby soul does a little can trick thing with with some wire uh she tells jean she's being followed but not as often and then says so the maestro buying the farm didn't change anything he asks and she replies it's actually worse and then says uh i love breaking bad references in in the show uh walt's wife skylar when was the last time we heard her name um got her deal which is that that makes me even though by the end of Breaking Bad, I do not like Skylar. The whole yeah. point of the show was Dying Man, uh, you know, with with cancer, raises money for his family. So it's very important that that family itself, so um, uh, Walt Junior or Flynn uh, and Skylar, actually get that. Like that was that. W- whether or not you like those two characters, it's to me, it's very important that they got that. So that being mentioned here, I thought was uh, was was good. Um, not that I had any doubt that she did, but it just being mentioned again was was quite cool. Plus, I love Breaking Bad references on this show. Um, but yeah, Skylar got her deal. She says so. It's just Paul, uh, sorry, Soul and uh, Paul. It's Soul and uh, Jesse Pinkman uh, left. Um, and I heard they found his car down by the border. So adios, dopehead. Uh, Gene inquires about his various money laundering operations and overseas accounts. Um, but they've all been seized by feds. So. He only has the cash or diamonds uh, he took with him to show for all his years of being a criminal, in quotes, criminal lawyer. Um, There's some great little callbacks in here to certain things. Um, I remember, because the criminal lawyer part, I remember the scene in Breaking Bad. It's it's probably in an episode that we covered in our rewatch, because I think it would have been before Sol got introduced. And with... um, with Jesse saying at certain points um, to Walt, because he wasn't quite Heisenberg yet, but to Walt saying, like, no, we don't just need a lawyer, we need a criminal lawyer, like a lawyer that's actually a criminal like, yeah. like us, one that's in our sort of world type of thing, and obviously solved yes. that really well. So I thought that was a, a good little callback. Um, the reference here to Jesse Pinkman, that is an El Camino reference, isn't it? That is, yes. Yeah, that's, that's, really uh, cool. Really, because really cool. That- that was him escaping in uh, in El Camino, and uh, and that's where they found the car. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems like Jesse got away, which is which is good. I mean, we kind of figured that was the case, but yes. Mm. Um, so Jesse gets away. Uh, Skylar gets her deal, so that's good. Um, yeah, so. Um, it, it was sort of an interesting way of doing the the kind of roundup of where everybody is at, at at the end of Breaking Bad and, you know, a few years after what's happened to everybody. So you're getting this kind of roundup of what's happening to all these characters. Um, mm. Yeah. Plus, it's a good way to inform so, Sol or rather Gene about what's 
what's happened because even though yes, we, even so though we know these day. things it's it's a great little bit of connective tissue and i i both really love references to breaking bad stuff whether it's skylar or any of the other characters and to also do because this, this is doing connecting the dots it's doing connective tissue and it's also quite a quick way of letting both the audience know that gene knows and letting gene know as well about like hey here's an update on skylar here's an update on, on jesse and it's just really quick little sort of lines but um yeah, it's cool that they uh, reference El Camino as well. So um, that's really quite good. So uh, I, I really, really loved this scene. I, th- I thought it was great. So um, some really <laughs> good stuff there. And again, it makes sense that Francesca would be on the phone. She'd be doing this. And um, you got the nice little touch of like, not not a scheme thing, but of course uh, Gina set up this money to be collected in a in the way that it is, you know, like under this pipe or in, in this pipe or whatever it was. That's yeah. a very gene thing to do so uh all around very very good really enjoyed the connective uh tissue here which is very good uh francesca is then ready to hang up but gene wants to keep talking uh she tells him huel another breaking bad reference although he's been in uh better call soul as well uh she tells him huel is back home in new orleans um last i heard he walked uh, about Bill Oakley's switch from uh, prosecutor to defense attorney. Oh, and she got a call, f- phone call from Kim. She was checking in on me. Uh, she recalls. Uh, she recalls. Uh, adding your name came up. Asked if you were alive. Gene is. It says here dumbstruck. He's you know quite surprised. Um, she asked about me uh, after Francesca um, abruptly ends the call. Gene drives to another payphone. Um, I'm guessing that that's to do with like tracing calls or something, possibly. Uh, yes. Yeah, I like too much so. time on one phone, talking about too much dodgy stuff, and you have to move to another phone. That's what I guess that that was about. Uh, drives to another payphone and calls the operator, asking to be connected to uh, Palm Coast, something something, Florida. Uh, once he's connected, he asks to speak to Kim Wexler. I believe she works there. Then we can't hear what he says. The camera pans out to the street. Uh, where we hear sounds of trucks driving by. But it doesn't go well. We see Gene talking animatedly, uh, and then he's smashing the the receiver against the phone uh, and kicking a hole in the side of the phone booth. He breaks the glass. Uh, Whatever happened there, did he actually talk to Kim? It says here in a a question. Um, This is really a fascinating scene. Um, Yeah. Like, a very important one as well. Um, An interesting point I want to make about this is... Okay, I get why, you, and this isn't me being annoyed, it's just an observation about the the way the scene was done. I get why you had the trucks driving by, but you didn't need to do that, because you're already kind of like, they, they zoomed out and they quieted the audio down. Uh, and I, I guess the yeah. trucks was just to you know completely make sure you can't hear. Um, maybe it's to do with lip lip reading as well, because you know that there's probably like YouTubers and stuff or whatever, or like people on Reddit I, I'm that, sure, that yeah. would, like, if there was no trucks coming by, they would slow it down by half a speed or something or pause bits and be like hey in this 10 seconds you can lip read him saying this or this um so maybe it's to do with that who knows so um so that was uh really really well done um let's let's tackle this uh kim thing first and then we'll talk about the rest um any well first of all what did you think of the the kim related phone call scene and what do you think maybe happened well, there's two possibilities. Well, there's a few possibilities. I mean, either he did talk to Kim and she gave him some really bad news of some description. Uh, or, or, you know, I mean, because if 
she was if i don't know he if he was talking to her and she was sort of i'm glad you're alive but i don't want to see you i don't think he'd have that sort of reaction because he would understand that so i don't think it's that um i mean you sort of feel like it maybe he didn't talk to her would be it's my sort of gut feeling and, and maybe she she died doing something dumb like trying to reach that high again of of having worked with Jimmy and that was the reason they separated and and maybe she did something stupid and illegal and she got caught for it and that's why he's up so upset because he knows that he's partly the cause of that um because that sort of reaction you would think something bad would have to have happened to her so I'm I'm a little bit kind of I don't know um because if it was just, I don't want to talk to him, you'd sort of think that his reaction wouldn't be that extreme because he, surely he kind of understands that. I, I don't know. It's it's an odd one. It's really difficult to figure out exactly what was going on there. Hmm. So. Um, so I don't think he spoke to Kim. Um, I don't think Kim, I don't think he was told that Kim's dead. Again, this is just I don't have any information. I'm just guessing as what that's what you do on podcasts. But um, I don't know what the the alternative would have been. But I don't think that those things happened. I definitely don't think he well, talked to her. It doesn't feel like he talked to her. Because um, again, like you said, if it was no. if it was that he connected to to her on the phone, and she simply said like, "Look, glad you're okay. Don't want to speak to you." I don't think he reacts like that. Um, no, because. Uh, yeah, and, that, and that, that doesn't feel like he would do cause, that. Because it's not like... Yeah, because it's not like they had huge amounts of money and she could she she could give up, you know... It's not like he could get angry at her for, like, her giving him up in any way because it's not like she doesn't know where he is so they didn't have huge amounts of money that she could have squirreled away and given up to the FBI or something so it, it's it can't really be that I mean the only other thing if she's not dead um, the only other thing would either be that the FBI went after her for some reason um, or she got caught doing something she shouldn't which he blames himself for um, and she's in prison somewhere. I mean, that that would be the other possibility, I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Because that reaction seemed to be something which, you know, I felt like it was something that he was blaming himself for, or, you know, he's angry that she's done something so stupid, or, or you know, I, I, or she's dead. But it would be weird to to not kill her off in the main show and then sort of kill her off off camera. That that seems a bit strange as well. So I I kind of feel like she must still be alive, but maybe she's got herself locked up somehow. Hmm. Uh, or or the FBI went after her as retribution and you know looking for Jimmy and and she 
you know, and, and she got herself in legal trouble for because of him. Um, mm. I, you know, maybe they didn't believe he didn't know where he was or something. Yeah. Aside from what's happened here, I still would like to know from that, not from the exact scene, but maybe the next day or something. I I could because like Rhea Sion's an incredible actress and everything, and like we we really love Kim. Like she's become a very beloved Breaking Bad Better Call Saul character. Yeah, I I either would like a scene. I don't know how long it would have to be or what, what you would do. Explain because I still would like to know. Okay, where like we know what happened. They broke up and she decided to leave. But I still kind of would like to know. Like, where did she go? What has she been doing? It's been, like, the, the entirety of Breaking Bad's a good few years, and then you've got this gene timeline. We don't know, I don't think, exactly how long that is, but maybe a couple more years. Um, And Vince and Peter pro- probably will move on after Better Call Saul, and I wouldn't really want anybody else to come and tackle this universe. But I, I could go for a Kim show. I don't know what you... You wouldn't call it, like, Better Call Kim or something, would you? But... um. Uh, so a show that explains like or may- maybe like a mini series it doesn't have to be like five seasons maybe like a mini series like, 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 like you know like they're doing the Walking Dead stuff like you've got these six episodes um, Rick and Michonne thing and Maggie and Negan so, something that may be a bit like that if you don't if you can't do a full mm-hmm. thing or maybe an El Camino film but again I don't know if that's enough time explaining where what she was up to that whole time because I, I think she can definitely hold like her own show I don't know what side characters you'd have in that show but um, I mean, you're able to create several uh, brand new characters for Better Call Saul. Like you had Nacho and Lalo and Kim herself. People love those characters. So there's no yeah. saying that that couldn't work out. Um, I don't think that'll actually happen. But I would like to. I would like to know or to see what's been happening since then. But no, my 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 guess for this is I don't think he talked to Kim. I don't think she's dead. But I don't know what else might have happened. Um, because again, we're somehow in this weird situation where two episodes to go in a prequel. Although this this specific storyline story isn't prequel, this is Breaking Bad sequel time. So that's why we don't know, of course, what's happened. Um, because this isn't Soul's timeline stuff. So uh, anyway, pretty good. Yeah, quite good stuff. Um, yeah, it says about uh, yeah. I, Asked if your name came up. Asked if you were alive. All that type of stuff. Do you have any thoughts on this Bill Oakley stuff? Because they the show took note of it. Francesca drove past the billboard thing, the uh, poster thing. Um, for some reason, I can't remember who that actually is. Or um, if... it's it, Bill Oakley was the lawyer that he kept on running into. Like I think the last time we saw him, he'd, it was um after he'd sort of been ostracized by the courthouse and he, he helps him get like a, a snack out of the vending machine and the guy sort of ignores him and walks off and he's the one that, that he has the conversation. Um, you know, they, they uh, when, when Lalo kind of goes on the run and they're all blaming him for it. He's the, he's the other lawyer that's been around the courthouse the entire time. I think he mm-hmm. was a district attorney. Um, and, and there's, the, but the, whether there's some significance to the fact that he's gone from being the pro- a prosecuting district attorney to being a defense lawyer. So I wonder if we're going to end up with a court scene at some point where Bill is the lawyer with, Jimmy is the defendant, maybe. I mean, maybe that's where they're heading with it. I don't know. Hmm. 
Um, it, it's just that this show doesn't. N- neither of these shows or El Camino or anything shows you stuff for no reason. And mm-hmm. they took like when the camera in something like in shows like these two lingers on something a little bit. Um, there's usually a reason. So I'm just wondering, like, should I remember that? Should I pay attention? Should I like care or be interested? Yeah, it's it's a weird thing to sort of highlight, you know. Yeah. I mean, as I say, he's been he was district. He, uh, he was a defense attorney and worked as deputy district attorney. So he's been sort of in and out throughout the entire season. I mean, he's been in every season pretty much um, at, at one point or another. Uh, and he's been a very much a sort of side character, but the fact that they're sort of highlighting it here seems a little weird. Hmm. Um, unless they're going to use him at some point. Maybe. Uh, so I, I, I don't know whether it's, whether it's they rope him into, you know, maybe if, if Kim is locked up, maybe it's something to do with that, or maybe it's, um. Yeah, uh, or or maybe it, it's something that Sol gets involved with, and you know, because he's he's a defense attorney now, so you know, he's maybe maybe Sol Jean, whoever needs defending. I yeah, I don't know. Right. It's it it is an odd thing to highlight. You are right. Hmm. I just sort of thought, oh, I kind of recognise the face and the name, and then the show lingered on it, and I was like, huh. They don't usually do that unless you want me to pay attention. So we'll see. We'll see what comes up. Um, but Jean and or Kim will potentially need lawyers at some point, given what's going on. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, after this uh, phone call and uh, everything that's gone on, it motivates Jean to resume his life of crime. Uh, Jeff returns home to find uh, Jean laughing up uh, with Marianne again. Uh, he showed her how to search for funny cat videos on her new uh, computer was a laptop uh, and Jean pulls uh, him aside uh, for a new scheme <clears throat> saying they'll need Jeff to drive the graveyard shift um, along with some barbiturates I think that's what that says barbiturates uh, barbiturates yes. yeah uh, Jean uh, told him they were done Jeff reminds him but they toast with uh, glasses of schnapps uh, to being back in business so it's back on uh, we see the new scheme unfold as Jean uh, buddies up um, to a drunk guy at a bar, uh, losing a series of uh, petty bets to the guy as he laughs it up. Uh, so this guy's loving it. Uh, Jean only prete- is only pretending to drink, uh, sucking his uh, cocktail through a secret <coughs> tube in his sleeve. Um, this is like a hot water bottle thing. Uh, but yes. his new pal is um, properly soused and uh, Jean helps him into a cab, one driven by jeff and then we'll talk about what uh, jeff does in a minute um i i I love the way that both breaking bad and better call Saul will show you these scenes and you'll start off having several questions as like why is gene here who is this guy why is he drinking with him um why are you showing us any of this but you know that okay like they're they're gonna we're gonna show you some out of context sort of random thing um, with a character that you've like not seen before and you're wondering like how does maybe he tie in or whatever and they will explain it to you and it'll all make sense um, and the show's obviously over the years it's been on you know since what 2008 this all started um, same year as the MCU um, 
since this all started, we know that we can trust both of these shows to tell us like what's actually going on here. But it's it's I I, I like the whole sort of like because kind of like with the cold opens with certain things like with the teddy bear stuff like why are you showing us a teddy bear in random parts of Breaking Bad and then you find out why um so it's kind of it's again like that with showing us just out of context scenes that make a certain like the scene itself makes sense but we don't know why it's there and then we find out about it later um I thought the Marianne stuff with the cat videos was fun obviously it's a way for Jean to sort of like occupy her um and like you know do that kind of thing uh which works but not quite as much as what gene would want it to and we find out more about that later um what did you think of the marianne stuff and uh the 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 start of this drinking scene i suppose yeah like you say clearly he's back on some sort of uh you know he's he's got a taste for the scam again and he's you know he's wanting to go back and you know, I mean, this is a sort of direct reaction to the fact that he's found out that he is basically there's all the money's be gone and he's thinking, I want to start trying to scam some money back. So starts this up. Um, yeah, I mean, the Marion scene, yeah, fine. It, that sort of makes sense that he's gone back to them again i guess uh, uh, you know because those are the guys that he worked with last time um and uh yeah i mean it's a typical kind of soul scheme that they're setting up you know so mm-hmm. um yeah i like this yeah i'll be honest about something and this might might this might make me sound stupid because i felt stupid when it happened i didn't think he was drinking right because we we don't really we don't actually see him drinking and then the first time we see him empty out the water bottle, I was genuinely... I, I don't know why I didn't catch on to what... Again, the scheme kind of worked on me, technically, I suppose. But then when they show later on, they show a close-up of the camera. Because I was like, wait, why does he keep emptying this thing out? Like, what's... Like, where, where is it? <laughs> like, I, I was confused. Like, it worked on me. And then <clears throat> as soon as they showed the tube and him sucking up, I went, oh, that's what you're you're doing. And I felt quite stupid about it at the time. But then it it, it it all made sense. I wasn't confused. I was more just sort of like, wait, why has he got this thing? Why is it? Why does it keep getting full up and, and all that type of stuff? But because I I wasn't actually looking at um how much was in was in Jean's glass. I wasn't looking at that. I was just focused on what they were saying and what they were doing. Um, yeah, because c- the the drink stuff is just is just props, isn't it? Really. So. Yeah, I mean they they did show the the tube like sucking up his drink in. That before you saw him empty the thing, it's just it was very, very, very quick. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. Why doesn't he also just take that home and drink it at home? Well, I don't know. Would you want to drink it after it's been in a water bottle? I don't know. Would that taste that bad? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I just... <laughs> yeah. So it's. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's uh, just a bit of a waste of a drink, but we get the whole idea. So. Uh, but Jeff drives the uh, drunk guy home, uh, offering him a bottle of water. Um, <clears throat> we find out more about what what that's about later as well. I thought that was a nice little touch. Again, it's just it's the way that we're showing these like this is happening, that's happening, and and you clue some of it together, and then by the end of the episode, you're like, okay, all of it worked out, and it was all 
really quite spy. It's 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 so good the way it's done. Uh, yeah, it offers him a bottle of water, um, which didn't completely seem out of the ordinary. It's just you know this guy's drunk and coughing or whatever. So <clears throat> uh, he happily chugs it down. Uh, by the time he gets home, he's staggering around, and Jeff helps him inside. Uh, quickly taping, so he puts a bit of tape on like the inside of the door uh, as he leaves. Mm-hmm. Soon after, Jeff's um, friend, uh, so he. Jeff leaves and another guy comes back later, a guy that's actually doing all this stuff. Uh, so when the guy's passed out cold, thanks to um, whatever Jeff put in that water, plus the guy's you know really drunk, so there's both those elements, uh, he takes the guy's wallet and removes all of his ID, credit cards, all that type of stuff, uh, taking photos of everything, even like the backs of things. Obviously, you've got like, security numbers and stuff on, on the back and different numbers of things which would be relevant, uh, before looking through his files and taking more photos of tax returns and bank statements, so getting getting information from these people, um, along with a helpful list of uh, the drunk guy's passwords. Um, he then flees the scene, removing the tape uh, from the front door as he leaves. Um, again, we look at this scene and we think, why are you taking photos of this stuff? And why are you, like, clearly you want information from this person, that's what we're being told here. Mm-hmm. But we don't completely know why. Um, which again is really cool. We find out kind of later as to why um, we get a sort of explanation for it later. Yeah. Um, I thought the uh, tape because I've never seen uh, like I've watched dozens of films and TV shows and stuff, and we've seen schemes on other shows and things before. I've never seen that trick before, where it's a tape on the door because that would stop whatever the lock oh, is I... from, from from pushing in, wouldn't it? So. Yeah. Um, but no, no, I, th- I think I've I've. I've seen that done before, but it's, I mean, it's not massively effective most of the time because it's fairly obvious that you've got a large piece of tape over the door. So, you know, people tend to spot it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I have seen it done on some things before, but yes, it's only useful in very specific circumstances because, you know, people would, if you were sober and wandering in and out quite often, you kind of notice if the door was taped over. Hmm. Yeah. So it's a way to like pull the door too, isn't it? And and leave it open. So uh yes. that's very cool. Um any thoughts on uh, the scene itself? Like with the no, ideas I mean, and stuff? It, it's continuation of the of the kind of scam it's well thought out as is you know, normal for uh Sol's kind of uh scamming stuff. Um yeah, and clearly they're in there to steal information. It I, I, you know, seems to run pretty smoothly. It's it's as a soul scab. It's pretty smooth and pretty well thought out. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So very good stuff. Um, we cut back to Soul as he enters. So this is where we jump around a little bit in time, which I thought structurally was was done really quite well because it's quite hard to do that well structurally. Uh, the way you're stitching certain scenes together. Uh, as he enters the RV, followed by Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. It says, hi, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul. Uh, we've seen Aaron Paul this week, haven't we? On, uh, well, more, yes. more, more, more than one Aaron more Paul. More than once, yes. <laughs> uh, for Caleb, for uh, for Westworld, those of you that, that don't know. Um, so, that's really good. Uh, and he quickly uh, pieces together that they cook up the blue stuff um, here together. And that Walt is the famed Heisenberg um, they don't even need to do anything. He's just like, oh yeah, this is blue stuff. You're these guys, and yeah, pieces it together really quickly. Yeah. Uh, Sol presses them for details, but Walter cuts him off. 
uh, taking the driver's seat to drive them back. Uh, the RV won't start though, and Jesse uh, passes the time by asking Sol, uh, so who's Lalo? Uh, Sol quickly says he's nobody and changes the subject um, by asking Walter to start the RV already. Um, we see the shallow grave dug in the desert, which was meant for Sol. You know, that was the whole, it was Nacho scene. Um, yeah, and then a really great edit here slowly fades into so they they have like a silhouette thing of Gene. Uh, it's got the mustache and yeah. all, all that sort of stuff. Um, it looked a bit confusing at first. I was like, okay, that, that looks really strange. And then they transition it yeah, from a it was... from a uh, grave hole thing into a bed. I thought that was really really well done. Yes. Plus, it transitions from yeah. color to to black and white, which was really good. So yeah, um, good stuff here. Good stuff. Um. Yeah, what do you think of uh, the white Jesse Pinkman appearance? We've known about this for a bit of time, um, but it was good to see them back. It was so well done. It, it was one of those things I was looking at. I was, I'm like, is this a scene from Breaking Bad or is it? Uh, it, it was. It's fitted in so well. I couldn't tell whether because I'm. I, it's one of those things that you're thinking about thinking, I'm sure we saw the, a scene of him in the trailer when he was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so it was one of those things that I was trying to work out whether this was them, them coming back or whether this was something that was, um, I mean, we knew they were coming back, but was this it or, or are we, I mean, are we may be seeing them again. We don't know. Um, do so think, do you think we might see them again? Oh, well, maybe. I, I mean, you know, it maybe they've done something for the finale, possibly. I don't know. Uh, hmm. I mean, it. Yeah. So we don't know where it's going to end, though. So you know, it will be. Uh, it will be interesting to bring them back in again and have another appearance by them. You know, because you, it, it sort of got out that they were in it, um, and people might assume that this is the only time we've seen them, but it wouldn't surprise me if they do pop up somewhere else because we are now in that bit of the timeline. Yeah. We've crossed um, over now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe we will. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, so they're not going to be huge bits, but if it's the odd scene here and there, that would be very cool. Um, so, it, but it was it was shot and fitted in so well. It was very difficult to tell whether it was just like an, a, a deleted scene from the original show because it really looked like it. I mean, it was so mm. well done. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that they will, but do you think? No, they they probably wouldn't work. I was going to say, do you think that Gene <clears throat> meets up with Jesse at any point? But I don't know why you. I I wouldn't have. No. no, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah, El Camino is probably the end of end of Jesse. Yeah, because you don't want to like undo too much of that or whatever. So um, that's Jesse. Gone. Yeah, that would be a bit strange. Yeah, because obviously Gene can't meet up with Walter or Mike or a lot of those yeah. other characters. But because um, I was kind of wondering, like, yeah, if you if you are going to have any more Walt and Jesse where would that fit in but i guess it would be this little piece because it's really interesting in this episode the way that they managed to fit certain breaking bad timeline soul scenes into this episode and they all mm-hmm. felt sort of necessary and and interesting and not just sort of like oh breaking bad stuff that's cool right so i thought that was good uh but no great to see them again um and yeah it was really cool uh what did you think of um jesse asking about lalo well, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that was, um, 
it's interesting that he didn't actually kind of expand on it. Um, and, you know, because, of course, back in Breaking Bad, we didn't know about that. So, um, yeah, it was a nice little touch. But mm-hmm. I'm not surprised we didn't get any more. I'm, I was a little bit confused as to why he asked about Lala, though, because Sol says it was Ignacio. Yes, I did wonder that, but I, he does say something about who's Lalo, you mentioned him or something, and yeah, hmm. so I don't know. Because yeah. interestingly, even in everything they go through Break of Bad, they have no idea who Lalo or Nacho is, so yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool, it's pretty cool. Um, Alright, so that's that. So we get the uh, transition scene there. As Gene receives a delivery, so going back to him, um, a a swing back uh, massager. He and Jeff um, and his friend keep scamming more rich drunk. So you get like a classic montage thing here. uh, With Gene dosing the water bottles with crushed up barbiturates. Um, He drugs the water bottles basically. And Jeff uh, selling all the Stolen financial data to some shady guy for uh, stacks of cash. Gene seems to experience a um, tinge of guilt, though, or does he, when his latest victim reveals he's being diagnosed with cancer? Um, now I can't remember this actor's name, but I know where I've seen this guy before. Where, where do do you know where you might have seen him from before? Uh, no. Stuart from I, uh, I, Big Bang yeah. Theory. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't made that connection at all. No, okay. Yeah, I hadn't placed that face at all. I I recognize him because I've been rewatching like parts of it when I wash up and stuff like that, but uh and obviously Stuart's in the show. Um so yeah, recognize him straight away. It was pretty cool. Uh, interesting to see him in something like this, which is very kind of different tonally and things like that. Yes. So uh I don't know the actual actor's name uh, at this point, but um no, that was Stuart. It's pretty cool to see him. Um yeah, so cancer. Obviously, this is trying to um, tie back into Walter White territory with, like, you know, how does he feel about the, the kind of the man with cancer and stuff? Is I think what they're trying to do here. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was interesting, and we we get like th- there was an interesting kind of thing on Twitter I saw. What was it? Somebody said about. Um, because like he 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 wanted to because Mike in this episode says like oh don't bother pushing you know pursuing with Walter White and obviously we know that Soul does because Breaking Bad happens um, and this is kind of that happening again but in a different circumstance like yeah. de- de- dealing with uh, a man with cancer and how's that gonna kind of go I suppose yes um, yeah I mean that, it's interesting because I mean the episode is called Breaking Bad and there are a lot of I mean, this is arguably Gene Breaking Bad, um, having sort of kept his head down for so long. And then you've got these parallels of, of you know, the thing that looks like it might bring him down is another person with cancer, um, potentially. I mean, that that's, seems to be where they're ahead. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of interesting parallels there. They're making with this um mm. and you know his own greed getting the better of him so yeah, yeah. Mm. but yeah i think it's supposed to be sort of like when you were soul you dealt with this guy with cancer and now there's another one but in like in different contexts in different situations 
So yes. uh, we shall see, but we know what he does by the end of the episode. Uh, back to Sol, who's using the same uh, swing back massager that Gene had uh, Gene just ordered. Uh, when Mike visits him, this is the scene I've been sort of referencing, uh, he refuses to even talk to Sol while he's using that thing. I thought that was really funny. Uh, Mike updates him on various clients uh, he's tracking, and Sol asks about Heisenberg. Mike reports, Mike reports that he's a high school chemistry teacher, Walter White, uh, working with a former student named Jesse Pinkman. Uh, Walter has cancer, which is where we add the connection with the other guy. Um, he adds, he's in treatment, but it doesn't look good. Mike warns him, warns Sol to steer clear of him. Well, we know it doesn't happen. Uh, it says he's a complete amateur and reveals that Gus Fring doesn't even know uh, about him yet because he's so small potatoes. Uh, Sol is intrigued, though, insisting that Walt's product is the best in the business. Um, which kind of gets like everybody on board, doesn't it? That that's the kind of mm-hmm. underlying thing about like this crystal. You know, it's what was it like ninety nine yeah, yeah. something percent, whatever pure. Uh, yeah. And it says, yeah, Mike concedes, um, but so was Betamax. <clears throat> um, yeah, I this was uh, again this is Breaking Bad timeline stuff, um, which is like sort of a, a, as he's met, um, I suppose Heisenberg and Jesse. Uh, and again, this is a scene that's kind of randomly in the middle of Breaking Bad, but it's so important as to, I suppose, you know, both the nod to, to you, you've been, you've just been introduced to a new person that he's dealing with that's got cancer, and there's this is him taking the first steps to deal with Walt, who's also got cancer. So a few sort of parallels there. Um, it's so interesting the way that Walt is talked about in this scene, like he's amateur, small potatoes. Um, like Gus doesn't know about him. Like Gus is the big kingpin at that point, uh, type character. Um, like he's, he's the one at the top, and he doesn't even know about him yet because he's so small. And you you take those couple of lines and references, and you think about how big Heisenberg becomes as a character, and like everybody, I suppose, underestimated him. And I suppose it was that thing of like, oh, this this like chemistry teacher who like who is this guy, you know? And then characters start realizing throughout breaking bad of like oh you might be this like you know high school chemistry teacher this low grade type person which is how we've spoken mm-hmm. about here and then no it's all about that meth um and these people like mike and soul and gus couldn't help but get on board with what was going on so i, th- I thought this is a really again great great ties into uh into breaking bad i thought really good stuff here um what do you think here yeah, no, I, I really like this scene. And, um, you know, it's nice to see Mike and, and Sol kind of having that kind of conversation again. Uh, and and that sort of, you know, how they're working together here um, and positioning it as, you know, yeah, well, you shouldn't really be getting involved with this. It's going to end badly. You know, Mike kind mm. of warning off, which, of course, Mike was entirely right uh, in that respect. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the there's, there's the greed comes in and they want the money. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, I mean, the the thing with the little swing back messenger. Uh, that was funny. Thing, it, was, it, was, it was quite a nice little sort of um connection because it shows you the route that gene is on is sort of that route back to soul as well it's that kind of connection back mm-hmm. which is kind of a fun yeah. way of doing it it's just the way mike's like hey if you don't get off that thing like i'm not talking to you while you're on that thing <laughs> i thought it was quite funny um so that was pretty good 
Uh, but no, this is this is really really great, and it's interesting. Like with what with what you've just mentioned, it's really interesting because fundamentally, I mean, there's a lot that you could dissect and digest about both Jimmy McGill and Walter White as men and their journeys, and you know, these three different personalities that Jimmy's got, and these two different personalities that Walter's got, and what do they all mean, and all this kind of stuff. Um, and w- one of the worst things in the world is the white male big ego. Um, <laughs> which, well, not, not one of the worst, I should have put that in a different way. One of the worst personality traits about some of the worst men in the world is the white male ego. Um, if you look at certain people in history, uh, I think that will kind of prove that point. Um, and... Although that's a, like I said, fundamentally very bad element about um, bad certain bad men in history, we as the audience, we care about Walter White, we care about Jimmy McGill, we want them to not necessarily get away with what they're doing, because we don't really want them to do what they're doing, all this scheming and all this breaking bad stuff and all this, you know, d- drug things and you know, all this bad stuff that they get involved in, um, and obviously it's explained with Walter as to why he gets into it and at first it wasn't about him and then maybe it was and then it definitely was and um the different ways with how that's happening here with jimmy or gene mm-hmm. or soul or whatever you want to call him um and although they've both got that same problematic personality trait which is they both got egos um we want them to succeed it, that, that's where you get into some really interesting gray area stuff and we talked about this a bit on our breaking bad podcast we've done about like the, the gray area stuff that walter white does and mm-hmm. again how that breaks into him breaking bad which is the whole point of the story um and we see it happen with it in a different way with jimmy um but it's very interesting but it's interesting that they've both got like the worst sort of male personality traits with the ego stuff but we still care about them and want them to succeed and we want them to be okay at the end of the day yes um, did you agree with that yeah i mean you know as as terrible as soul can be and has been you do you do kind of want him to get away with it you know with with and it, yes it was sort of as bad as walter was you know and and the bad decisions he made and you know all of that got it all of the things that got him into that were due to his ego um and him getting carried away yeah yeah and him getting kind of carried away with it we've you are still not i mean you you want to see him get his just desserts sort of in the end and but he sort of did the right thing at the end and with Sol, again, you're seeing him going down this slippery slope of of descending into this person that, you know, will go after a cancer victim, even though, you know, it's probably the wrong thing to do, uh, or it is the wrong thing to do. Um, and, yeah, you, you, mm. you are still the Kim sort Fernkel's of rooting for... back in this situation. Well, yeah, it or, was or it, has contributed towards it. Yeah, certainly seems to have done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm sort of 
because I mean, yeah, that that is true. We don't know whether that Kim phone call was the, you know, whether it was the fact that he just found out that he'd lost all the money, or whether it was the Kim phone call that has pushed him into sort of doing this to suddenly raise a bunch of cash. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, yeah, uh, it, it's interesting. I was just thinking about like other examples of stories with white men that have descended into becoming bad things. And I was thinking about it in a different way. I was thinking about Joker, the 2019, was it 2019? Joaquin Phoenix film. And that's a very different example because that is more of a story about a man who's been beaten down by society and chooses a violent path to get his own back. Because that, mm-hmm. that type of, that story is not about like these two with um, a man who, you know, grows an ego and decides to, to do what he's doing. Uh, that's done in a very different way because what one of the criticisms at the time I was hearing about Joker in 2019 was um, people saying like I don't want to see the slow descent of a white man in, in society that's been beaten down and I, I understood that at the time um, as to like what why people didn't want to kind of watch that and things and, and that was a very sort of like grounded take and very gritty and realistic take which you needed to do because that's kind of relevant for the character but now I was just kind of thinking about that and like you know stories about white men that have kind of turned bad in, in certain ways so uh, there's that as well um, we're getting a sequel to that aren't we Joker it's going to be like a musical I think with um, what's her name Lady, yes. Ga- Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn um, uh, if, if that happens, apparently, if if it does, <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, it's it's supposed to. It's, they have announced a release date for it, which, given everything else is going on at WB recently, you would have thought they wouldn't have announced that release date if they decided that they were canning that as well. But so mm-hmm. I, I'm fairly sure that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's so disconnected from everything else. So yeah, oh, Joker's all fine. So, uh, anyways, continue with this. Gene is relaxing at home when he gets a call. Uh, that sounds like him, um, sorry, that sends him rushing over to Jeff's uh, in a fury. Marianne looks up cat uh, videos uh, to see him uh, entering her garage. I think that's going to be a really, really big thing, that little note of Marianne noticing. Because, again, I think, mm-hmm. the, I think the goal here is, like, Marianne loves cat videos. She'll sit and binge them all day, um, and that'll keep her occupied while me and Jeff are doing what we're doing. But yeah. she takes notice, um, and she notices what's going on, and Jean and Jeff aren't aware that she notices. Um, so I think that's definitely going to come back, and I think that'll be really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff's friend couldn't go through with uh, scamming that guy because he learned he has cancer. Uh, he's taking the same pills uh, his own dad took. Uh, Jean is outraged, accusing him of wimping out. Um, again, this is going back to him breaking bad I suppose if I call it that uh, and arguing that the guy will be dead by the time he realises he's been ripped off uh, Jeff's pal um, thinks they've made enough money to let this one go but Gene cuts him off not your call uh, Jeff's friend already pulled the tape off the guy's door so they can't get back in basically uh, but it doesn't stop Gene uh, he tells um, him he's fired and uh, orders a conflicted Jeff to drive him back to the guy's place to finish the job to finish off the job. Jeff worries that the guy might be awake uh, by now because obviously some time has passed. But Gene tells him not to worry, uh, instructing him to pick him up in about 20 minutes. Um, as we see Sol uh, 
walking um, into Water White High School, so it cuts back again, uh, passing his... Um, what does that say? Pontiac Aztec. Pontiac yeah. Aztec. In, in, in the parking lot. Gene uh, walks up to the cancer patient's door, so it's like a parallel thing of them, them both walking up to mm-hmm. a door, um, which both both scenes involve him attempting to, not contact, but do something to a man that's got cancer, basically. Yeah. Um, and then he breaks the glass to get inside, which is not a good thing. And the episode ends there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's Gene going back to the worst parts of Soul. Him basically, because ba- yeah. ba- basically he's saying here, like, I don't care. This guy's going to be dead soon. It won't matter. He won't know all that he'll be, he'll be dead by the time, whatever, because uh, this guy's doing really badly. And it's the opposite, kind of, of like, with, with the, if you go back to the scene with him and Mike and he's like, no, I want to kind of work with this guy and he's interesting and this sort of stuff and with this it's like i don't care about this guy i just want to get his information um it is sad to see this and um, to see how far this kind of goes and everything and given that marianne had spotted something that was going on she might do something um and gene's now also you know done um done a break-in as well uh, but break-in and entering someone's mm-hmm. house um yeah, it's it, it's sad to see, and we'll see where this goes with the last two episodes. But um, yeah, he's unfortunately had to felt like he's had to break his way in, uh, and this is Gene properly sort of like just full steam ahead. You're you're wimping out. I don't want you. You can go away, Jeff. You'll drive me down there, and kind of just going full steam ahead. And it's it's sad to see. Uh, what did you think of this this scene? Well, yeah, I mean, this is this is. Like you say, Gene embracing the worst bits of soul and, um, you know, his impulse to follow something that he really shouldn't. And the fact that he goes, even though, yes, I mean, he is technically correct. They could have gone through with this scam and the chances are the guy would be dead before they even realized that they scammed him. But you're at a point with this that one of them made the decision that they weren't going to do it it now means that he has to actually break into the house to get the stuff. That's assuming they didn't kill the guy with the um, barbiturates that they put in the drink. Cause I mean, he's on a cocktail of like cancer drugs. So it's quite possible that he's like, you know, that they could have killed him. Well, mm. you know, just by doing that, maybe, but um, I mean, the fact that he turns that he still decides that no screw you guys i'm going to go over there and i'm going to break into the house and do it that seems like such a dangerous move at this point so i'm very intrigued to see where that plays out next week you know because that could get him arrested for breaking and entering and then the whole scam is exposed and yeah i mean again taken down by a cancer patient so yeah yeah um, there was a little teaser. That I don't. I don't consider this a spoiler. There was a little teaser that was posted by the actual Better Call Saul account. I think it was on Twitter and on Facebook or something. Um, and it was just. It was like muffled radio chatter, and it was uh, police basically like investigating something. We have no idea as to what that could be, uh, or it could be to do with this, but it could be to do with anything else. Um, so yeah, things are gonna get uh, interesting. Um, these next two. Mm-hmm. I can't believe there's only two episodes left of this show. Like it's kind of dawned on me. 
at like how little we have left. Um, but yeah, I'm confident that they'll wrap it up with these uh, these two episodes. So, but that's it for the episode coverage. We do have some feedback. We got another email from uh, Reginald as well, and I think another email below that. If you would like to write in, let us know what you thought of this episode. Uh, what do you think of the whole cancer? characters and what's going on with that and everything else that we've discussed uh what do you think what do you think happened on the phone call involving kim did it involve kim did it not what do you think let us know your thoughts feelings questions comments whatever you've got uh matthew at entertainment talk.org twitter e talk uk there's a contact page information in the show notes there's an email box website uh email box on the website version of the episode and the email name in your show notes that you can click on Reginald uh, returns and says, uh, palate cleansers like pickled ginger and sorbet serve a vital uh, purpose of being a natural um, flavoured bridge as you enjoy um, going from one strong flavour to the next. Nippy, so last week's episode, serves this same purpose by being um, Better Cold Souls Bico. Uh, the last few episodes have been full of uh, spicy breakups and stare downs. We've been feasting on the calorie dense drama and death. Because, yeah, breakups and Lala dying and all that sort of stuff. So, mm-hmm. with Nippy, it was nice to take a slower pace and enjoy some slapstick humour. I don't know that I'd call it slapstick humour, but um, there was. Well, some it, of it was. Yeah, yeah. Some of it, yeah. Uh, the show's message about good guys finishing last is getting a little tedious, though. Uh, BCS, so Better Call Saul, seems to want everyone to know that. Point one, uh, if you're kind and accommodating like Kathy or Jimmy's parents, uh, you're a knave, a sheep, in quotes, that's going to be taken advantage of by, quote, wolves that are far smarter than you. Uh, if you want to talk about mundane things like sports instead of um, bloody wine, you're an unsophisticated slob. Uh, if you have a regular job while looking after your elderly and slightly cranky mother, then you're a loser. I suppose that's a point towards Jeff, maybe. Uh, a little pessimistic, yeah. yeah. But hey, this is Better Call Saul slash Breaking Bad Universe. We know what we signed up for. I believe we, we, we do know what we signed up for. Anyway, all yeah. in all, uh, Nippy was a pleasurable episode because it gave us a chance to catch our breath for a second before the roller coaster starts up again. Um, I think you're right about that specific element, and the show's done a very, very good job with that. Like we had the breakup with Jimmy and uh, Jimmy and Kim, and we had the, the uh, face-off between Gus and Nacho, and it was very dramatic stuff. And then you go to a bit of a calmer episode with Nippy, and you sort of change things up. Plus, you then switch from Soul to Gene, and we've been, you know, pretty hungry for that. So I, I agree with the sort of not that the show was getting stale or needed a change of pace, but it was a good change of pace nonetheless so i i fully agree with that um i don't quite like agree with all your like smaller points you've made here um what did you think of some of the other points made here cuz it says about um, uh, so, so let's go to the first one so if you're kind and accommodating like Kathy or Jimmy's parents you're a naive sheep that um is going to be taken advantage of by wolves that are far smarter than you mm yeah, I mean, I guess in this universe that is sort of true. <laughs> um, but ultimately, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there must have been some cases. I don't know that particularly comes to mind, but there must have been some cases where the good guys have come out on top. But mm. um, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, the 
this particular universe works, though, you know? So, um, uh, I don't really have a problem with that. I think it makes for an interesting story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So... With with the second point here about being uh, mundane things like sport and being an unsophisticated slob, um, I understand the point you're making. I don't fully agree. I mean, the, the whole idea there was that Gene's going to learn about, like, or start looking things up about sports, and that's what he's going to use to have a conversation with Frank. Was it Frank, I think the guy's name was called? Um, and there was, like, it, it was sort of the comment thing about, like, okay, he's gaining some weight, and don't tell his wife, you know, the classic, like, husband thing about, hey, don't tell my wife that I'm eating this thing because of diet and that sort of stuff. So that's kind of what yeah. I got from that. Um, I didn't really get the unsophisticated slob thing from that. Um, I mean, this guy's married, well, he's got a job and stuff, so, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's sort of, you could argue that it is a bit of a lazy shorthand, um, but, you know, I would, and it's a trope, but, you know, sometimes I think it's fair to use tropes when you've got a more interesting story to tell, and sometimes yeah. if a trope will get you to a point much faster where you're not having to which it did um you know i i don't think everybody needs a hugely complicated backstory and in this particular Mm -hmm. case the guy was a security guard and a mole um you know he's he's an average working joe um i i didn't see that particularly negative about him he's just yeah it's a fairly stereotypical character but in this particular situation, the story wasn't, he was, he was a means to an end. So I, I don't need some complicated backstory for the guy. I just, yeah, you know, that it, it, it worked in the context of what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't really get the, I think where the slob part might come in is the way it was filmed as to how he was eating. But then once well, you realize, yes. once you realize, like, Oh, it's all to do with timing and it's, it's more, uh, Gene looking at like okay I gotta really pay attention not to how he's eating but how long it takes and that tied in with the way he's eating it because of the whole time mm-hmm. thing that that's kind of what I got from that instead of, instead of looking at that scene and thinking like oh it's this big guy eating this big Cinnabon thing and he's a big like fat slob I didn't really get that from it I just sort of got like this is more to do with like how he's eating it how long it takes and that's got to be to do with Jimmy's timing that's what I got from that so or to Sol's, uh, Gene's too many names Stop changing your name, Jimmy. Uh, with to do with uh, uh, Gene timing him. So that was what I got. Um, so yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks for the email. Um, I appreciate the points and everything. So and again, we can disagree or agree with certain points. That's uh, completely fine. But the main point here I agree with is about like, I'm glad after all the things kind of got resolved. Like Lala got resolved. What happens to Jimmy and Kimmy's, uh, Jimmy and Kim's relationship. And then you switch back over to Gene. I thought that was a very good choice. So plus you had to do that eventually. Um, so that was good. Uh, let's move on to the last one. Harrison says here, um, what an absolutely thrilling ending to this show. It's all coming together like a perfect puzzle piece. Uh, who's where and when and where everybody is going. Um, do you think we will have any questions about characters' whereabouts or fates by the end of BCS, Better Call Saul, and any other spin-offs you'd like? Um, I spoke in the middle of this about, like, 
Um, e- even if, because I'm pretty sure we'll see Kim again, we'll get obviously get Kim's story resolved, and this episode hints towards that. I still would like to see, from roughly that time point, after she breaks up with uh, Jimmy, or Sol, whatever, um, what does she do after that? I really would like to, to see that. And again, whether you want to do an El Camino-style Netflix two-hour film, or a six-episode miniseries, uh, I'm sure AMC would be happy to have that. It's whether you can get you know, Sony to want to do it, and I'm sure Ray Seahorn would maybe like to do that, um, but it's also whether you can get, because um, I think you need one of Vince or Peter to come in. Well, yes. Because uh, they're like the, the brains behind this universe. Um, and it that's a bit like when someone says to me, like, hey, do you want another Metal Gear Solid game? And I'm like, yeah, but only if it's being directed by Kojima, because it's a very, like, it's it's his it's his thing it's his weird and wonderful kind of world because we saw what happened with Metal Gear Solid when they tried to make a game without Kojima and it was called Metal Gear Survive and it uh, wasn't really a Metal Gear Solid game so, so sometimes you do need the the brains of these people that have either directed things or show run things to be behind it in order for it to be the quality that it that it is because um, otherwise apart from Vince and Peter I don't know who else you'd put to show run a little even if it's a little mini series but I w- I would like to see that with Kim. Um, I think a- any other uh, any spin-offs you'd like? I know we talked about this a little bit before, but now we've had a bit more of the show since then. No, I mean I, I don't. I I think apart from that little bit of of Kim's story, I'm not convinced that there's there's that many other characters that you could um do stuff with. You know, mm. I, I I think maybe I I would like to see them go and do something else at this point. Right. You know. I mean, they've been doing this um, since two thousand eight. Yeah, so. exactly. You know, I, and it's been wonderful and it's been great, but I'd be really interested to see the pair of them tackle something new and different. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I agree with what Harrison kind of says here about like we're getting these little puzzle pieces to to you know little connections with Breaking Bad and these these nods and references and where people are ending up. I'm I'm really enjoying that. So anyway, two episodes to go. Uh, we'll see what happens with Kim or with uh, Marion and with Gene himself, and see where all that goes. So yeah, two episodes left. It's uh, it's wild that we that we're at this point. Anyway, yeah. in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. That's for TV, games, films, and main night podcasts. So take a look out for what we've got happening over there. Uh, entertainmenttalk.org and podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk. Uh, check out everything else that we're doing at the moment. Uh, if you want to support Entertainment Talk on the podcast, you can uh, either simply listen to more episodes. There's plenty of them on the website, so check out that. Uh, so yeah, in the meantime, you can of course listen to the episodes that we got, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, entertainment talk. You, you can also simply tell other people about what we're doing, uh, either by just telling them using social media, that type of stuff. So uh, you can check out all of that as well. You can also support us through Patreon, $5, $10 level tier for the every podcast review options. Take a look at that as well if you'd like to. Um, so that's how you can support Entertainment Talk, Patreon, telling people, social media, all that type of stuff. Listen to, listen to more episodes. Uh, TV and film news, geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. Uh, that's run by you, David. What is going on over there? Uh, lots of air date stuff, as usual, going up over here. Um, we've got a few cancellations and a few very strange revivals coming, uh, which we've uh, talked about on the main 
site at geektown.co.uk. Uh, Geektown Radio, we released episode 350 this week. We had our film reviewer Gray on, and he reviewed The Gray Man and gave us his uh, top five news stories, mostly Marvel-related, from uh, the last um, month or so. I also reviewed the Bob's Burgers movie as well on there. And we chatted about CSI Vegas. I did a review of Paper Girls. So lots and lots of good stuff on there and a uh, bunch of TV news and stuff about Orphan Black and possible return of Max Headroom and the end of the Arrowverse and all that sort of stuff. So that's all on the Geek Town Radio podcast. That's episode 350, which is out now on podcast players and on geektown.co.uk. Excellent. Go and check that out on geektown.co.uk and Geek Town Radio. Uh, for other people, you can go and find Bex's work over on Twitch, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, uh, for all of her stuff that she's doing. She's doing Tomb Raider, classic games, retro game streaming and stuff, chat streams, all that type of good stuff, as well as so go and check out what Bex is doing over there. You can also find her on Twitter and Instagram for her different posts. Uh, you can also find me on Twitch as well with eTalk UK for my different gaming streams. Um, and if you miss any of those streams or the FIFA Career Mode episodes uh, or the bunch of game clips that I've recently put up, uh, you can check out all of that. Uh, by looking for Entertainment Talk Plays over on YouTube. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you for the, the penultimate episode next week. Um, <laughs> we'll see you then. Goodbye. Bye.